You're listening to the Calvary Newsline. And welcome back to the Calvary Newsline podcast. I'm Jared Peoples, and it's good to be back in the studio with you today with our guest, Pastor Todd Strain. Todd, thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us on the podcast today. Thanks, Jared, for the opportunity. Glad to be here and looking forward to it. I'll remind our listeners, the last time you heard from Todd in an interview format on this podcast was before he was voted on to be our next pastor. And we played a recording of one of our question and answer times uh, with our podcast audience. Then the vote happened. That went well. And it's been a few months since all that occurred. And so I thought it would be great to hear from you uh, about halfway through this year, how things are going and any thoughts you might have. Thanks, Jared. Yeah. Like you said, you know, back in in late January, uh, the vote uh, that I would uh, be the successor to Dr. Brooks, that vote happened. And uh, the, the church voted in favor of that, which I was, you know, both humbled and at the same time. Um, also, it, it gave me confidence that the, the church body believed in what God was doing, God's direction for the church, but at the same time, uh, you know, gave me some confidence that they trusted me, you know, and it's honestly, of course, a very overwhelming um, responsibility. Uh, so <laughs> sure. that's a little overwhelming if you think about it in its totality, but at the same time, uh, it's exciting, you know, and like I tell anyone who asks, you know, about am I excited? What What do you think about the transition then becoming the next senior pastor? You know, I say, hey, our church has great people, you know, in it. And I, and I truly believe that we have a lot of great people yeah. that that are um, members of our church, but leaders in our church. And I have so much confidence and trust in them. But not only that, we have an incredible staff as well. So have a lot of confidence that no matter what position of leadership we're in, we're not going it alone and we don't have to. And and that's not the way our church staff culture and even church culture in general set up that no one does anything alone, uh, that we have people to walk beside us. And uh, so, so excited about that. Glad for the, the really the entire year of 2022 to be able to make a transition. Mm. And so uh, Dr. Brooks, you know, has been he and I have been you know we meet weekly and talk through things and at the same time uh, I know you know he's going through a year transition as well and so I think it's going well um, just learning the responsibilities what it takes uh, what it means to lead um, from the you know preaching to the finances to everything so I feel like it's been a good year of transition honestly I'm thankful for you know a, a year of that uh, just to kind of. Uh, kind of learn sure. and, and make that transition. So, yeah, there's a few things to uh, figure out, but a few things, and <laughs> we're excited. And I won't know them all at the end of the year. I won't right. know them all in ten years, but that's right. But I'm willing to learn and uh, and have uh, people suggest things to me. So. Well, good. <laughs> Well, we are uh, in the summertime at the time of this recording, and so we're in full summer mode here at Calvary. So, Todd, are you and your family taking advantage of all that summer has to offer? Yeah, thanks, Jared. Yes, yeah, summertime is great uh, with kids, uh, two in high school, one fixed to be in middle school. You know, being out of school is a change of pace, so that's good. That's always fun, you know, just spending more time with family, just having more time available. Uh, we've been able to travel a little bit, you know, be a part of what goes on here at the church during the summer, which is always fun and exciting and different. So it's good. 
Uh, we, you know, with a, a teenager going to be a senior next year, uh, it kind of makes me a little more mindful about, hey, this, you know, maybe one of the last times we get to do, you know, whatever it is as a family. So that's been uh, challenging. And I know, you know, you've been through that. So yeah. um, understand well, some still of that. Going through it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's mean, more meaningful, I guess, you know, some of the things we're doing, but it's love summer, always love summer. So. Good. Good. Eating a lot of ice cream. Always. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. What are some exciting things that you're involved in or you're hearing about or planning for Calvary that you can share with us right now? You know, I'd probably say right now, when I think exciting, uh, Vacation Bible School comes to mind. Hmm. You know, just a, a, a couple of weeks ago, beginning of June, of course, we had Vacation Bible School. And I've always loved Vacation Bible School. I did as a kid. I was saved at Vacation Bible School in 1988. So it's always had a, a special place in my heart. Um, and so I love just even being involved. But it's it's really an exciting time for the church as a whole. Everyone gets behind it. So you have hundreds of volunteers. You have hundreds and hundreds of kids on campus. Um, you have people who aren't able to, to volunteer for the week, but they bring cookies and, and contribute their time in other ways. Uh, so it's just so exciting to me to see everyone come together for one mission. And then, of course, you see the fruit of everyone's time and really the Lord at work and, and all the kids' lives learning so much. Of course, you see the decisions for Christ, which mm. are exciting. Yeah. You know, uh, the many uh, decisions we had, people with a first-time decision for Christ. And so still following up, of course, a lot of those kids. But just exciting. I mean, it's just kind of that you get that two-sided coin. You see so much fruit in the lives of the kids, but also in the volunteers. And so that's uh, always exciting to me. It's a fun week. Yeah, it's a great one. Wednesday nights have been exciting. You know, I think, you know, with student ministry things going on, um, children's ministry, and of course, uh, adults have some groups going on, but we've been going through the Chosen Mm -hmm. uh, TV series about you know, the life of, of followers of Christ uh, during his public ministry. And so we've had a couple of good weeks of that. So just a good summer plugging along, you know, had some good Sundays going on. And so just been a, a fun time there. Of course, with the student ministry, it's always exciting to have camps, you know, right. coming up. So that'll be good to see the fruit that comes out of that. You know, them taking some time to spend with the Lord and let him uh, talk to them and, yeah. and see what that means for their lives. And so... That's always uh, a special time. We just recently announced in the newsline, uh, of course, about some some changes even in in, in our staff. So uh, we talked about Jonathan Murphy going to take on an adult pastoral ministry role. And so we talked about that. So he's going to be doing some things in the area of adult ministry, you know, some things following up with first-time guests and membership and helping out in our senior adult ministry area, doing some pastoral care things. So okay. it'll be a kind of a hybrid position there. But, I, but we're excited, um, and we believe that Jonathan's, uh, you know, fit for that that role. So we're excited about him. And there'll be some other changes along the way, you know, in different varieties, maybe bringing on some new folks and those things to fill positions that are empty right now. But we'll continue to pray and ask God to provide those people. And so in the coming months, Lord willing, we'll we'll have some more additions and maybe some changes. So looking forward to that, especially. Well, those are a lot of exciting things going on. Another area that, that you currently oversee directly is our missions ministry. Uh, there's some exciting things going on this year with that as well. Maybe you can share some of that with us. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to. Missions something um, I've always been passionate about and will continue to be. And so 
Just want to make sure people know what's going on in the area of missions at our church, not only here locally, where we do a lot of things here in the community, but we do have some things internationally going on. We have an upcoming trip to Honduras in September. Uh, we've gone on that trip for several years now in partnership uh, there. And so we look forward to going to a, a local village in Honduras and doing ministry there, um, sharing the gospel, discipling believers. So that's going to be great. Also, a, a group of medical professionals will be traveling uh, to Nepal as well, doing ministry in the in the mountains of Nepal. So being able to there and, and shine the light of Christ uh, as they go. So we're excited about uh, that team going. Uh, we also have some potential for ministry in the country of Uganda. We recently had two church members uh, go to Uganda and really just to go as a vision trip to find out how we could partner and if the Lord would have us do that. So we're excited to really study that more, consider what we can do. So some some things on the horizon to get involved with internationally, uh, in addition to all the many things that we're doing here locally. So exciting times ahead. Yeah, great news. So summer is a great time for readers, uh, those people out there who love to read books as they relax during the summer months. Um, that reminded me that we're about halfway through our foundations reading as a church. And uh, what has stood out recently with you uh, through that reading plan? Right now, uh, we're, we've been reading in the Old Testament. It's not a um, every verse reading plan, but it is a chronological Bible reading plan. And so the authors of the book have selected which passages and chapters to read to fit into a year and make it bite size. But it gives a real great overview of the story of the entire Bible, which I think is important to know. And so that's why when people ask, you know, about reading the Old Testament, they're not as familiar, you know, does it apply to us? I think it's extremely applicable uh, in many ways, but particularly for us to understand the, the bigger picture of what, what God's trying to do. And so a lot of that has to do with his dealings with the nation of Israel, right? His people, right. how they relate to him, how, how he relates to them. And, um, and so I think it's important to know that history and to understand God's heart because God doesn't change, right? right? He doesn't change. And so it's important to know that. So part of Israel's history is, is one, unfortunately, of disobedience. You know, that was a, a legacy that God made covenant with them. Uh, sometimes they, they walked in, in that covenant. Sometimes they chose not to. And when they didn't walk in covenant, God would warn them. God would, would warn them again, would send prophets uh, to call them to repentance. And sometimes they would, a lot of times they didn't. So God would have to, to send a, a conquering nation a lot of times to come conquer them. The people then would understand what's going on, repent of the Lord and come back into fellowship. So you see that all throughout what we're reading. And so we read uh, some from the book of Ezekiel, uh, who was a prophet, one of these prophets sent to call God's people into repentance. Um, much of the book is about God's judgment, what's going to happen to the people that did eventually come to pass. Uh, conquering nations come in. The people would be taken uh, into captivity. Um, it would not go well for God's people because they broke covenant with God. So in Ezekiel 37, though, he gives uh, the prophet Ezekiel, God gives him a vision of the Valley of Dry Bones. And so if you've been around church, you you probably know this story. You've sung a song about it or two, you know, about them bones, them bones, you know. But it is an incredible vision that he gave Ezekiel that there, you know, he, he brought Ezekiel out to a valley. When, he, when Ezekiel looked around, it was filled with dry bones. 
And so God tells him to prophesy to these bones. And so he does. And all of a sudden, these bones take on uh, flesh and, and muscles and, and they start standing up. And But yet they had no real life in them. And so he told him to prophesy again and speak to the bones again. And God's breath would be breathed into them and they would come alive. And so Ezekiel does that. And it's this vision of, of God taking what's dead in Israel or dead in God's people and, and bring a new life when he breathes his breath into them. And so that got me thinking, you know, obviously of his church now, um, that we are God's people. Uh, we have been given a new heart because of Christ. Um, we are eternally his, but there are times that we can wander away and life, you know, feels dry and it can feel like the world around us maybe even is a valley of dry bones, not much life going on, particularly life for the Lord. But we're given the vision that God God has the ability and the desire to breathe new life into us. And so that's, that's a, a message of hope. It was meant for a message of hope then. It's a message of hope now. It still speaks to us that – that when God God breathes his life into us, and we would say when he uh, fills us with his Holy Spirit, uh, there is life in us. And and when they stood, that valley of, of, of bones, they stood as as God's people. It says they were a great army. You know, so in other words, they were they were prepared for action to mm. do what God wanted them to do. And so I think that's important for us to know when God breathes life into us, he's preparing us to do what he wants us right. to do, right? Not just, hey, breathe new life, hey, now you go do what you want, but but it's it's to be devoted to him and do what he wants us to do. So I even think that speaks to us personally, that speaks to us even as a church, that regardless of what we go through, if we rely on, on his spirit. And, and his breath, so to speak, to breathe into us, then, then we'll be prepared to do whatever God wants us to do. Uh, we'll be that mighty army uh, prepared for action to be a force in our community. And then even, hey, to the ends of the earth, like we, we talked about earlier in the missions segment. So, yeah. you know, it's exciting to read that just to see God, how he dealt with his people and always wanted to bring them back, man, and fill them with his breath, with his spirit uh, to be a mighty army for him. That's so, right. What a reminder and encouragement. So uh, we do those types of readings like the foundations or other things uh, every year or, or most years. And so I would just encourage anyone out there who's listening. Uh, it's never too late to start, but uh, always jump in and, and give some of those things a try. Uh, there's just something about when a group of people are doing something together of one mind and, and kind of one purpose. Uh we can talk about it with each other. We can bounce things off of each other. And I think a lot of good things can come out of that, uh, especially, obviously, when you're reading the Bible. Right. Yeah. And, you know, Jared, just on that real quick, I, I'm so passionate about reading the Word of God. So what we choose every year, whether it's foundation, something else, is a systematic way to do that. So you can understand the Bible uh, as a whole. And uh, and I think it's so important. You know, the Bible, Psalm 19 Four things I, I pray every time I read the Bible. Uh, David says this about God's word, that it revives the soul. It gives us wisdom. It gives light to our eyes and gives joy to our heart. I mean, if you want joy in your heart, read the word. If, if you need light and direction for something, read the word. If you need wisdom, how to just make a decision, read the word. And if you need revival in your soul, read the word. I mean, it does all of those things uh, for us. And it may be you know heavy on one of them than the other sometimes, but... That's the way King David saw it. And, you know, any anyone who has read God's Word and spent time knows the truth of those things, man, what it does in our hearts. So 
Yeah, absolutely. Todd, thank you so much for coming in and joining us today, uh, kind of recapping what's been going on the last few months and uh, just a lot of encouraging and exciting things happening. And I appreciate you coming in and uh, providing leadership and uh, talking with us about some of those things today. Yeah, well, I appreciate the opportunity, Jared. And uh, I know God is doing incredible things in our church. We have, of course, a rich legacy of God's faithfulness. Uh, God moving through our church people to reach our community and world. And I just look forward to seeing God continue to do that. We will return soon with new content. Enjoy the weekly sermons and visit us online at calvarynet.net, Facebook and Instagram at Calvary Alexandria, and on Sundays in person at 5011 Jackson Street in Alexandria, Louisiana at 9 a.m. and 1030 a.m. for worship and Bible study. This has been a special presentation of the Calvary Newsline podcast. Thank you.